0: Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.
1: Hey guys, why don't we eat?
2: There, don't cause a boss, I'll have your spam. I love it. Oh, I'm Spam, Spam, Spam.
3: Cornflakes. Cornflakes. Cornflakes,
2: Cornflakes. Any Corn hey, man fancy a pint. Suit you, sir. Spam, 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 Spam. Baked beans, Spam, 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 and Spam. I said I don't want any damn vegetables. But lentils are really good, you know?
0: Mmm, forbidden donut. Oh. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen it's a hallelujah sunday. Um yes stuff's happened. Uh stuff's happened
1: gen- very recently. We just trying. we're madly trying to skim the, the
0: news feeds. We are. It's uh we're scrambling. Matt Stedman, a very good <laughs> afternoon to you.
1: Hello Cameron Smith. Yeah. Uh we, I had no idea. Uh we found an old version of the show intro that's in the computer from about 20 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, nice. So yeah, a bit of a false start, but we're here now. Oh
0: yeah, sorry about that. Um, But we are here with uh, momentous breaking news. You've probably been all over it because let's face it, the news does come to all our devices. But uh, in case you're just labouring and beavering away at your Commodore 64, uh, wondering when technology is going to get to you, stop the presses and turn off that Commodore um, because we do have news, it looks like uh it 's a
1: hallelujah moment. it is the lockdown is ending. restrictions are easing. should we put it that way mm-hmm. uh, because there are still quite a few heavy rules in place, but they 're less heavy than we thought an hour ago so yes uh, if i 'm reading this right, I think from friday uh we all we always knew that um restaurants were going to be able to welcome outdoor dining with a limit of fifty, yes, which made me think wow that 's who's going to really be able to do that and and you know make a dollar i don't know how many restaurants will be able to it depends on your size too i mean it's it's, True. it's
0: you know it's not that elastic band um and the inside too. Matt? what about An inside
1: don't you out so it's not it's not capacious how many inside 20 people inside Oh, well, based. that's better than that's 10 that's better than nothing yeah we're better than nothing. and then uh, obviously vaccinations continue at the pace that we hope they will within a couple of weeks that will ease yes. further so it's good news in general and also uh uh, if you haven't seen it where there'll be no travel restrictions other than Metro to Regional, yes.
0: Yeah. So fill your wallet, your electronic wallet with that uh with your green certificate, folks. Yes, I've got my little thing all
1: hooked up. Mm-hmm. I was very, very happy when I got mine. And it's a smug feeling, isn't it? It's like oh
0: We did. We had uh, we we had smug <laughs> communications to each other, which was sort of these little eyebrows were going up going <laughs> smug, 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 smug eyebrows. Um so there you go, folks. Um Before we do get, he's left the building. God, he's quick. These scientists, not only is he fast thinking, he moves on his feet. Like a fleet-footed runner. He might even be in the car now. Why well, He got some croissants from across the road. Did he? Yes. Mm. Uh, so he must be taking them home. Thank you, Shane. You are amazing. Thank you all the people who have been broadcasting before us today. Mm-hmm. Thank you listeners for tuning in. We've got food for you. Uh, and we're looking at some different things today. Uh, one is um, mm. Melbourne Conversations continues. that they're, they're quite laudable. in in the discussions that they have. There are online forums that we invite you to join. Uh, We're going to be speaking to Vanessa Clarkson, who joins us as our first guest highlighting the presence and the damage caused by ultra-processed food. Oh, right. What
1: is ultra-processed food? It's not good. No,
0: not that much. If it's got uh, what I think a friend, uh, Fiona, says, if it's got more than three ingredients...
1: You know, if it's got numbers... You know what? Without being flippant, that's always been my yardstick, is if you look at the ingredients, are there all those little clusters of numbers and additives and things?
0: Yeah, and as soon as you start seeing anti-caking agents and weird fat numbers... Yeah, just try and avoid if you can. Well, anyway, they're going to be discussing the prevalence of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... uh, uh, Vanessa Clarkson she a very interesting sounding person Honorary Fellow of the Institute for Health Transformation at Deakin University She'll be joining us mm-hmm. We're going to market I can't go to market yet I'm going to go to market next, next Sunday week. Though, Oh yes. my God. <laughs> just
1: book it in <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. Well, We're all just a bit delirious <laughs> aren't we after, after 250 days I think we can be allowed I'm going to get delirious.
0: some artichokes There's some broad beans if there's any left. Sorry, folks, I just need to calm down. I know. Sorry. It's okay. Maybe I've had too much coffee. It could be true. But that's really exciting. We'll tell John we're going to see him next week. And then if you want to see uh, an exercise in, wow, degree of difficulty, Mm -hmm. it's a 9.5 with a triple somersault, three-quarter pike, and landing... In a thimble full of absinthe. Yes, I'm talking about Seb Costello, who is the ADSA, the Australian Distilled Spirit Awards mm-hmm. head judge, and he's going to be talking to us about how on earth do you look at, um, benchmark mm. and judge for winners a whole bunch of different entries when you can't have all the judges together? Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pretty tough. I hadn't thought about that. I know. So anyway, we're going to talk to Seb and uh, and maybe if we put him in a full Nelson over the phone, he might tell us what his favourite lockdown cocktail has been. Ooh. Yes. Maybe it's just been the abstention.
1: Which is an empty glass
0: Yeah, yeah, which is really boring Uh, But before we carry on, it is 12.07 We're going to go to Marion We're going to try to get to around about 10 past Yes
1: I have a present for you I know, I've been looking forward to this You said, ever since I wandered in this morning You said, Matt, I've got a present for you I've got a present
0: for you It is uh, in the form of a plastic container
1: It's a a small bottle, about 15 centimetres high
0: Comes from Mexico And I'm going to pass it through there And I'm going to say, this is for you um, oh, wow. I will tell you a little story about this. Yes. I know a spectacular woman from the US. Oh, they, mm. Her name is Renee Trudeau, uh, and she cooks at Little Latin Lucy down there in Collingwood, and she probably mm. makes one of the best fish tacos in Melbourne. Mm. Uh, and before lockdown, oh, I was lucky enough to go up to the All Bost Show. And Renee was coming along too, and we mm-hmm. was hanging out with the guys from um, Sailor's Grave, and mm-hmm. it was amazing. And it's so long ago, I can hardly remember it. But she was doing. Have you ever had the Mexican corn? I have. Yes. Okay, Mexican. You have the special cheese, and mm-hmm. then you have the seasoning mix. This and is just called makes it yummy. Tajin. It's tajin. T a j i n. It's from Mexico. Well, the basic flavor profile is um, sort of herbs, uh, maybe a little bit of oregano, but it's. Lime flavored. Put a little bit on your, on your no, hand no, no. and lick it. There you go. I'm, I'm, there you go. So, yeah, what do you think? Oh, wow. That's got, it's got a, a kick. It's a citrus punch, but it's mm. not hot. No. And what you'll find is that uh, there's that old saying, uh, when you've got a hammer, everything's a nail. <laughs> this is now your hammer. So this works well on poached eggs, Because You're right prawns, about the citrus. It's very fish, citrus um, you could cook some green beans and a bit of butter and put that on. Yes. Um, look for it in your Would
1: I find I wouldn't find this in, you know, my my large branded supermarket, would I? Have to no,
0: you gotta you gotta go a little bit specky, delicatessy sort of thing. But it's not expensive, it's about five bucks. Mm. Uh it's called tahin. T A J I N. It's one of those uh, seasoning mixes once you start using it. You just can't stop. Twelve oh nine here on Three Triple R We could uh, we could bang on and chat about stuff, but we've got guests. We do who are waiting, and uh, we are going to go to our first one. Her name is Vanessa Clarkson. But we're going to play some sponsorship announcements before we do, and they go something like this.
1: You're listening to a Triple R podcast. Discover more podcasts from Triple R exploring science, technology, food, books, social issues, politics, and more. To listen, hit up the Triple R website or your favourite podcast platform. 12.10
0: here on 3 Triple R FM.
1: We tried Vanessa. We're going to try one more time.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things. I think maybe her mother was calling her. Oh my God, we're doing it that way. (laughs) Oh well. old, Old school. Oh wow, well, we could maybe we could listen to her voicemail. Twelve ten here in three mm. triple RFM. We're talking this is in regard to Melbourne Conversations. Yes. And uh maybe while we wait. Is so that Vanessa?
3: Hello. Hey Vanessa. Hello.
0: Hi We were, were you talking to your mum?
3: <laughs> I'm here. no, sorry about that. I think I think perhaps a setting on my phone that stops. Scam callers have the phone. <laughs> I'd never considered that. Sorry about wow! That. Whoa. <laughs> boom! Yeah, I boom! Didn't, it didn't occur to me. Sorry about
0: that. Oh my god! I feel like I've been slapped on both cheeks. It's, well, we, oh, we, we, are, we are not scam callers. We, we hope that we uh, the information that we give is valid because we've got someone like you on, uh, Vanessa Clarkson. We introduced you. Uh, uh, before as being um, a part of the the fellow for the Institute of Health Transformation, you're a Deakin University.
3: I was at Deakin University. Yes, I'm an honorary fellow there now. Um, but yeah, I'm a food systems consultant main day job.
0: Yes, um, that's yeah, that's day job. And um, you are going to be part of uh, the very oh, very okay. valid um, institution that is. Melbourne Conversations, part of city of Melbourne, and they're going to be doing an event called The Rise of Ultra-Processed Food on Wednesday, the 20th of October, 2021, uh, which goes from 12.30 until 1... Oh, we knew we were a... Okay, was that getting a bit boring? Maybe my <laughs> intro's too long. i got to work on that.
1: It was just holding in that ropey line, Do wasn't it? Do you think it? I was just too, too long? Third time, um,
0: Mucky. Third time's a charm. Hi, folks. Uh, we're going to try Vanessa again. The, um, the first thing, maybe what I might do, can you turn down the phone and I'll just intro this. Sure. Um, basically, global food production, you have to say, is the single largest driver of environmental degradation yes. and climate instability. Obviously, I'm reading that. I'm not just getting that out of my head. I'm, not, <laughs> it's that, at, it's added I'm good. not that good. All right. Um, in the Melbourne Conversations event that's coming out, What's happening is they're going to ask the experts to help rethink Mm -hmm. unsustainable modern agricultural systems and ask the question, what does a food system look like that serves both people and planet? Mm -hmm. To live the impossible dream. Anyway, sorry, that's just me paraphrasing and editorialising. But, hey, we're trying. And Vanessa's back. Hello, Vanessa.
3: Hello. Hello. Hello.
0: Um, (laughs) Tell us a little bit about... um, uh, how you are invited to this, uh, what do we call it? It's a conversation, and uh, what you're hoping to bring to the table.
3: Sure. So thanks for having me on. Um, Pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it should be a really um, interesting conversation. So where it came about was... Um, there was recently the the food systems summit, which was held by the UN, um, which basically convened um, globally people together to talk about how on earth do we transform our food systems? Yeah. Um, Good so question. Ra- <laughs> yeah. hey. um, Huge question. We yes. know that we need to radically change them um, in order to meet the sustainable development goals so that people are well nourished and that we look after the earth. But there's obviously huge questions around how we go about doing that. Um, so... That happened recently, and so this conversation has been sparked by um, that event, and actually I should say it was World Food Day yesterday, so Happy World Food Day. Happy
0: World Food Um, Day!
3: Happy World Food Day! What (laughs) what have we got
0: to celebrate?
3: Well, World Food Day was set up to um, recognise the um, Food and Agriculture Organisation, which was the convener of this food system summit, so it's all about how can we Get together globally to talk about food system transformation, and a key area of interest has been this problem of ultra-processed foods. And Mm. so, this is what the conversation on Wednesday is all centred on.
0: How would you? Um, Can we start, maybe, Vanessa? How do you define an ultra-processed food?
3: Sure. So, um, so this is a relatively new way of thinking about defining foods as being healthy or unhealthy. Mm. So just as a sort of discrete small snippet, you would say that an ultra-processed food is an industrial formulation, typically with five or more or usually many ingredients.
0: Elegant. So that's
3: the very scientific uh, I like it. definition. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but where it's coming from is that there is always huge debate around um, what constitutes healthy and unhealthy, and historically, what? What? Si- and, and uh, it depends and, I mean, who you speak to, on. doesn't it?
0: Really, I mean, yes, you exactly. know, they, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, uh, if Different. you talk to someone from Nestle, uh, they will yes. say that these jars of Nutella, which we spoke about. Uh, a day or so ago, when we had a bit of a chat, is a beautiful, beautiful thing, and it and it, and it tastes great. And uh, and look, this jar is exactly the same as the next jar, and that's beautiful, man. I'm, pa- I'm being stupid <laughs> in paraphrasing and, and being really, really that's obvious. Right. While others would that's say right. uh, Nutella is a, a thing that is raping the planet, it is destroying environments, it is creating monocultures. And do you like orangutans? Huh. Well, anyway, that's now I'm being very emotive, right. of course, which I can bring yes. that into the argument. So it, right. it, it depends on what side of the street you're on as to how you regard these things.
3: That's very true, and it's also true of um, even nutrition scientists for whom this is their, you know, bread and butter, so to speak, and their speciality. Um, And historically, we've always spoken of unhealthy foods in terms of their nutrition content. So, we've always said that if a food is high in fat or salt or sugar, then that's not healthy. And the more fat and the more salt and the more sugar is in it, the more unhealthy it is, whereas...
0: And then the type of fats, of course, and then right. additives, and then flavour yeah. enhancers, and uh, and Three then factors. I mean let's I mean let's not even start talking about eggs. I mean <laughs> you know you know because first the, the yolks were good, and the whole <laughs> eggs were bad, and then then we could eat the yolks, but not the whites, and now we have to eat the whites, and and then I keep That's throwing right. out all these eggs. It's you know,
3: it's terrible. That's right. And yes. So and so the the way you sort of frame um, foods as being healthy or unhealthy matters because then that drives what you do about that problem and so because historically we've always said well it's if it's high in fat high in salt high in sugar that has led to efforts to reduce the fats in foods or reduce the sugars and replace them with sweeteners or reduce the portion size and so on or label these foods and so um And actually, when you look at where we are now, after all those efforts, um, I don't know that we're much further along in terms of actually helping people (laughs) eat well. (laughs) We've got escalating rates of diabetes and heart disease. and Obesity. Exactly. So it's sort of saying, actually, perhaps we don't need to be as reductionist as that. And actually, if we are reductionist in that way, then that leads us down certain pathways that are actually just keeping us locked in this particular way of food. Vanessa,
0: and so, do, I'm sorry to just to stop you mid-flight. Sometimes I'm not that intelligent. Um, what does it mean when you say something's a reductionist or an argument is reductionist again? Can you fill
3: uh, me in on course. that? of course. So... Sure. So um, reductionist is like you zoom in on something so tightly, like Uh, you you focus on the problem. The problem becomes the sugar rather than the soft drink. And then the soft drink becomes the problem rather than the system. And so you end up trying to reduce the sugar Uh. or change the soft drink. But the system that, that gives you that soft drink in the first place. Stays the same, oh, thank and I you. think what we're realizing is that if we don't change the system, we're still going to get the same problems coming out of it. Yeah. And so that's what and, we're going to be discussing
0: and, hopefully. And I guess one of these things is that you know it is such a huge, um, it is such a huge topic, and it affects all of us around the world and environments. And it is such a hard thing to change completely. And the only way that we can possibly do that is through these little steps, initiatives, baby steps, which slowly get us to this goal. And we could say that uh, the Melbourne Conversations that's going to be happening on Wednesday the 20th of October between 12.30 and 1.30pm is one of those. Um, Before we let you go, could you highlight maybe some of your co-presenters and um, uh, maybe just uh, give us an idea of who else is going to be uh, on the conversation and to complete the food analogy, what they bring to the table. Please.
3: Sure. So, we've got our MC, which is um, Sandra DeMaio, who's the CEO of Vic Health, who'll be hopefully keeping us in check and on track.
1: Um,
3: and um, so, Sandra is a global food policy and health policy expert. Um, and so then we've also got Georgie Screenish from Melbourne University Georgie's an um, associate professor in food politics and policy so Great he's name. super interested in yeah super interested in how sort of the corporate food system really you know has come in charge of, of the way we do food and the sort of negative effects that has for people mm-hmm. and the natural systems that we're part of. And then um, Ali Jones, who's from the George Institute for Global Health and the University of Sydney, she's a lawyer. And so Ali's really interested in how can we um, shape regulations to reduce the power of these food corporations. Um, and then we've got Miriam as well, who's um, a migrant from um, Africa, who's going to be talking about the sort of lived experience of food in sort of in that sort of local place-based um way and not forgetting that you know these foods as much as we can sort of denigrate them and we can say oh they're really bad for health and they're really bad for the environment they are a really big part of the way we eat now Uh, they are 50 percent of people's diets usually and so we cannot forget that people's Lives are intric- intricately woven <laughs> with these products, and so um, Miriam will bring that sort
0: of perspective as well. Wow, sounds and fascinating.
3: <laughs> so the
0: idea is that um, you register with uh, www.melbourne.vic.gov.au Melbourne Conversations, uh, and then you'll be given a code to join in in the conversation. Is there? I think then I think there's a way to watch them afterwards as well.
3: That's right. I believe they're recorded and put on the Melbourne Conversations website. Great. Um, But if if listeners are able to join us, that's wonderful because um, they will be able to go um, on Slido and um, pose questions and prompt conversation. Um, So we would really welcome that sort of open discussion.
0: Tremendous, Vanessa. Well, it's a conversation that we all need to be having and continue to have and continue to evolve. And thank you for being a part of that process.
3: Pleasure. Thank
0: you for having me today. Oh, it's been, it been our absolute pleasure. Uh, twelve twenty-three. Have a marvelous weekend, Vanessa. Thank you so much. You are listening to Three Triple RFM.
1: Triple R on, on, on FM, FM Digital Online by the app.
0: Twelve twenty-eight here on Three Triple RFM. Hope you've been enjoying your afternoon as we come out of lockdown finally. Well, it's uh, it's on the horizon, and uh, I tell you, one person I just can't wait to see. I can't wait to be there at the Queen Victoria Markets. <laughs> you, John, I miss you so much. Have you heard the news?
2: No, I haven't. Is the good news. Yeah, it it
0: looks like we're coming out uh, Friday midnight. Was that uh, right? Thursday
2: midnight. Thursday
0: midnight. Friday show. All things going well. I'm going to come over to the market. I'm going to bring you a bag Mm. of donuts. We're going to dance around. We're going to drink grappa together.
2: Good, good. (laughs) Because I was thinking before, you know... This lockdown, you know, it's getting a little bit long. And and what I miss the most is when you come, we stand here in the sun. Yeah, we stand uh, in the sun. And and it's not happening. There's no sun. Yeah, Uh, You know, you got to bring your magic touch back to the market.
0: All right. Well, well, hopefully I'll bring old soul back to the Queen Victoria market. We are speaking, of course, with John. um, Many generations of uh, being part of the Queen Victoria market at Tomato City. And uh, we chat with John and find out what's coming in, what's going out. And the first thing that I'm asking with a little bit of trepidation because of my own personal uh, missing out, are there still any broad beans left?
2: Yeah, I've got some beautiful broad beans. They're about 30 centimetres long. Mm. And and they've got eight or nine big fat broad beans. Mm. Normally the bigger ones are tough, but they've been so tender, Mm. you know. Even Joey's been eating them raw, uh, and he's been having a feast, and we've had them cooked um, with peas, steamed with peas. Um, We've had them cooked with artichokes, um, even thrown a handful in with the roast. Sometimes they've been glorious. And artichokes that um, go really well with the broad beans are still peaking, so you've got to come out.
0: Well, um, I like it. I feel like you've been talking dirty to me, actually, John, but um yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, that's great. so just to let people know because this is your market report, uh listeners, so I'm sorry if I hijacked it talking about my own broad beans and filling my pockets with them, um, but we are It's uh we could say we're in late spring now, yeah. <laughs> With And there's so much water and rain around us. um, Has that been having any effect on produce and, of course, prices?
2: The only thing that we had problems with were the tomatoes from Murray Bridge. Normally, we have plain sailing. When the Doncaster stop um, in June, July, we get onto Murray Bridge Mm. and uh, they sail right through to Christmas without a break. But we had a few weeks where the tomatoes were very, very patchy. Um they were packing them into the boxes and some of the tomatoes look square rather than round because they just weren't right. But they've come good again. The We've Japanese to, do
0: that with watermelon, John, and they charge a lot of money for that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Maybe not they with do, tomatoes. Trust me, when you're used to round tomatoes and they're beautiful and juicy, a square one doesn't cut it.
0: Well, I can imagine, Um, yeah, to an Italian, that'd really freak you out, wouldn't it?
2: Well, (laughs) even more, the uh, yellow. We had some beautiful golden romas, and uh, we made a sauce and it looked like uh, pumpkin soup, but but it tasted beautiful in a pasta. Wow, really? Yeah. So other than that, not much else has suffered. Um, mm. What we've got that's out of the ordinary is we've got some beautiful um, asparagus from Mildura. Now normally we Mildura. only get, yeah, two weeks a year in same um, August, early September. Then it gets really windy. Yeah, because that,
0: that's saying Queenie up. Yeah, the the, the yes. home of the greatest um, asparagus that's, that's in the right. free world.
2: This, this is something I never thought I'd say, but mm. this year, the Mildura ones. They were a little bit gritty because it can get windy sometimes and and some of the um, red sand dust collect in the head. But they've been really, really sweet, really clean. So um, we've had them about six weeks or so and we've enjoyed them. But now we've got... And and the early rut ones went up to scratch, but this week they're both exceptional. So, you know, they've been running away. People have been buying um, half kilo, kilo each, going home and having a, a feast with them. Hmm. You know, um, I saw a
0: recipe the other day um, where um, asparagus was paired with um, uh, scallop meat, and when I say scallop meat, we're talking about, you know, the white part of the scallop, not the coral, um, and yeah, it seemed to be look really, really nice. Yeah,
2: prob- what was a charred grill? Probably both very quick on the grill yeah, together yeah. and really yes. complement each other.
0: Flashed, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's one thing you don't want to do to a scallop too much. Sure, that's, that's one of the things I've learned in my long time on this planet is that the way that my mum cooks scallops. Why are they all that great? Because you just get these <laughs> little golf balls, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I got into trouble last time I went to Korean barbecue. Yeah. I was a little bit too hungry and the girl said, you have to wait, they have to be just right. Yeah. And I had to wait a couple of more seconds, and and they were. And then if you go too far over, like you said, they they puff up and they're as hard as boots.
0: They are as hard as boots. Um, okay, so tomatoes. We're talking Murray Bridge. You've taken over, and the tomatoes yeah, and, are pretty good. You talked about doing had, a yellow sauce, which sounds incredible.
2: It was. It was. And people have been buying them for salads as well. You and did. we've had a myriad of cherry truss. We've had. The normal cherry truss, we've had mini Roma truss, we've had a uh, bigger truss tomato um, and and a yellow one as well, which we'll have in an abundance soon, I believe. We only had a handful at the moment. Mm. And we've had the Rouge de Marmont and the Black Russians as well. And people have really been enjoying a mixture of all of them.
0: Yeah, I, I was just thinking, sorry, I can't get, get these yellow tomatoes out of my head. That means you could do a, a yellow bruschetta as well.
2: Oh, I reckon that'd be that'd glorious. be good because
0: you know the sweetness yeah. is so good with those.
2: And normally I wouldn't say this, but you can imagine just a drop of balsamic here and there oh. to break the colour. Yeah, okay. It'd be uh, interesting colour and beautiful flavour.
0: Well, now, all right, let's um, let's delve into um, uh, the pantry at the home of John. What sort of balsamic vinegar do you have?
2: um well do you
0: have the special really really, really old stuff that you, you we, use an eyedropper or just you know your Heinz balsamic no, vinegar
2: no we, we've got some balsamic from Modena mm. and um it's beautiful but you know we really don't use a lot of it we use um either our own homemade um, vinegar from um the wine or uh. or apple cider vinegar Ooh. um but occasionally yes they pull it out and and they do something exotic with it. So, mm. But we're not like some that get the really expensive stuff and put it on my beautiful tomatoes and put too much and then they lose the flavour of the tomato as well.
0: <laughs> Why would you do that? What are you, an animal? Yeah. No, so, you're not. Yeah, you're not. So you wouldn't what,
2: do it that way because
0: that's only for no. the for these uh these guys. Um fruit, John. Um, tell me what's uh first of all, is there anything interesting that uh, next door Robbie Chen has gotten? Please say good to yeah. Robbie because I haven't seen him in so long. Um, yeah, well. Mangoes. The
2: mangoes are firing up again. Yep. Um at the moment they're running at about two two fifty each. And uh, I got four so I'm uh, they need another day or two ripening, so we're going to leave them on the bench and then have a feast. Mm. But there's a myriad of um, beautiful bananas and citrus. Bananas, so I think, anything from 2 to three fifty dollars oh, That's
0: good. Okay, that's good. It's um, better than petrol at the moment, yes.
2: Oh, tell me about no, it. And there's no, three or no, four varieties of beautiful mandarins no, there. Yeah. Um, yeah, then there's uh, longans and. Um, oh, the a longans lot of have other...
0: started, yeah.
2: Do you eat yeah, longans? started. Not, not really my favourite. I'd rather eat a lychee and um, yeah, it's wait until like... I come in. But we're all different. It's like um,
0: longans are sort of lychees, but they forgot to put the fruit in there.
2: Yeah, we say it's a poor man's lychee. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, anyway, it shouldn't so, be so disrespectful, but anyway. Well,
0: no, we're just expressing our own personal tastes without yeah. um, you know, resorting to abuse or anything like that or yeah, stereotyping.
2: Oh, definitely. No. And there's a lot of uh, beautiful green kiwi, yellow kiwi, mm. Um, mm. blueberries everywhere, strawberries everywhere. Mm. Now's the time to have a fresh straw or juice or whatever. Um, yeah, what can I say? Avocados also are very cheap. How much? Uh, you can pay anything from a dollar to two dollars f- for a bigger one. That's good. Um, These
0: are all Hass, I take it.
2: Yeah, actually, Jenny's got some across there ready to eat, three for two bucks. Wow. Yeah, you can make a beautiful mash and put it on your toast rather than go out and pay 15 bucks for a, um, a an abode toasty.
0: Yes. Yes, that, that, that makes sense.
2: I can see some beautiful green apples, which I'm going to get and ask Prunker to stew them up with some sultanas. Green apples. And um, They're probably last yeah. years, though, aren't they? see uh, they'd be, con- March, they'd yeah, be probably
0: March. controlled atmosphere anyway, but that's that's yeah. fine because that technology is sound. I think at 12.38 on a Sunday, I'm going to say, what is your pick of the market?
2: I'd definitely raw beans with a handful of potatoes and a couple of artichokes yeah. steamed up. Mm. Uh, an asparagus omelette, beautiful green beans. We've had $12 a kilo. A lot of people bought at the price, but like I say, buy a handful. Just get a handful, exactly, yeah. Because the ones you pay five or six bucks, if you don't eat them today, tomorrow, you can light a fire with them, they'll be so dry. (laughs) Uh, we got New Season Savoy cabbages. They're um, oval-shaped rather than round. Yes. Um, Very, very soft. People are buying them to make um, cabbage rolls or even a coleslaw with them.
0: Is that an Italian Um, variety or an Asian variety?
2: Uh, I think it's States, Italian. So uh, European variety. Yeah, European. There's quite a few varieties we sell.
0: Yeah,
2: another one. Yes. And um, yeah, we got beautiful fresh salad onions that came out Ooh. of Cranburn way down there. Um, they're beautiful to have in a salad raw. We have every night a salad with um, fresh salad onion in it. Yes. Um, and they're beautiful to steam with the broad beans or peas. Uh, a lot of people when they try it, they're really surprised how the sweetness comes out of the onion and accentuates
0: the flavour of the broad beans or the peas. I keep... Ha- I'm, I'm hating the way you keep coming back to these broad beans, John.
2: Sorry, I can't no, you. know, you
0: know that. that. You're, 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 you're messing with my mind. Well, I'm, a- I'm only joking, John. No, I look forward <laughs> to seeing you next week and hopefully um, we will stand in the sunshine and uh, I guess we're going to start getting on to the, the cherry vigil soon. Yes. We will. We will indeed. Yes, we will. John, I miss you heaps, but thank you for all your efforts talking to us uh, over the phone to uh, give us a picture of the market that you do so well. Um, Thank you. Look forward to seeing you in person next week.
2: Definitely. I wish you all well. Stay well. And say hi to Robbie next door. I will. Thank you. All the best. Yeah, John. Thank you.
1: Bye. you love that man. (laughs) <laughs> I got to turn my volume. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the fact we're already making plans for next weekend. Yeah, I can see the smile on your face now. Say, so, oh, I get to go back to the market next weekend. Get some goddamn. It's, it's going to be busy. That first weekend is going to be chaos. Oh
0: Oh, and while we're the, while we're here and mm-hmm. we're doing that, mm-hmm. can we just spare a thought for the hospitality industry? Because as we mentioned before, you know there's a, st- a staff crisis here. Yes. And you know that these people are going to have to suddenly open up their doors and it ain't going to be like it was in a lot of ways. So um, we ask... The punters out there, the people that will uh, enjoy the fruits of the hospitality, please be patient. Yeah,
1: be nice to your yeah. hoteliers and your restaurateurs. Yeah. Uh,
0: we're going to talk to Seb Costello very, very shortly and have a chat about the Australian Distilled Spirit Awards, uh, which have, I think have been since around for six or seven years. But how on earth do you do it when you can't come together to judge together? <laughs> Degree of difficulty? <laughs> 12.41 here on Triple R. We'll be back after this.
4: Triple R.
0: Yeah, I had to mention something about this aperitivo because Mario <laughs> rang me after. Because I said to him, oh, it's going to be great when, you know, the King Street Espresso opens again. And Mario said, we're open, man. <laughs> they, they don't, you know, jinx us. So King Street Espresso is open. And, of course, the aperitivo hour is, uh, is happening. Uh, do we still have sponsorship announcements no, to play? We, we no, we've got a little bit of drinking to do, I think. Let's hit the thinking, drinking theme. Yeehaw! Sorry, Jimmy. What sort of drink you want? What sort of drink you want? Yeah. Stop playing that piano. Let's drink. Cheers. yeah, hmm. Yeah, imagine, folks, that you um, you have to benchmark all these spirits. You have to judge all these spirits, and you have an amazing amount of entries. And normally what you do is you come together and you judge them in panels, and it's a bit of a collaborative process. But uh, 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 it's lockdown, and you can't do it that way. Uh, this presented a little bit of a dilemma for the head judge, and his name is Seb Costello from Bad Frankie. And he's on the end of the line. Seb, good day. Hi, Cam. How, Matt? How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I miss you. Haven't seen you for a while. I know. I know. But what a
4: glorious day to be on on the radio, having a look around. It's a nice day outside. So yeah, and it's yeah, very exciting.
0: And Bad Frankie is uh, going to be set to reopen soon.
4: It, yeah, it will be. Yep. Yep. What is it,
0: next week or so? Yeah, well, that's apparently... That's the, the word on the street is... Uh, <laughs> is, is That's where it's, Where is bad, Frankie? Just so that we we give a proper plug for the business. Uh, Fitzroy.
4: Fitzroy on Greve Street. Yeah. So, sort of, you know, next to Hell of the North, just off Smith Street.
0: Yes. So, um, the Australian Distilled Spirit Awards. Uh, you got the um poison chalice shall we say the one with the, with the bad gin shall we say uh, and it was uh, how on earth how on earth did you do it and how did you get your head around it and come up with um being able to judge the entries and of course the number of entries which we will get into
4: yeah look we were um it was a really excellent effort from the team. but um at Melbourne Royal this year, so um, what happens is I, I'm lucky enough to be the head judge, mm. of the Australian Still Spirits Awards, and um, they had 750 entries, or 760 it ended up being.
0: Is that um, a record? From
4: a, that's a record, yeah, up about 23% from last year, and and it pretty much grows about that every year. So that the first year, um, which was seven years ago, we had we only had about um, 100 products, so now we're, we're now we're getting up to 760. So you can imagine. The growth in Australian spirits has just been incredible. So, there's about 190 different distilleries involved as well. So, um, yeah, the Australian spirits industry, as you probably know by going to bottle shops, it's um, growing from strength to strength. So, yeah, it's, it's really amazing to, to see. Yeah,
0: and, so. And, um, and this yeah. is the thing, it's such a great um, reflection on this. Uh, we won't say it's a new industry because, look, it's been going around since the bloody rum core, I suppose, although we weren't producing Mm. the rum, we were just using it as a corrupt currency at the beginning of (laughs) the colony of New South Wales. But um, it's amazing the rise in, do we still call it, craft spirits? Like, it's it's a bit more mainstream than that now, isn't it? Is there any yeah, useful definition, yeah. or have we evolved from that?
4: Well, yeah, we're probably building up to Australian spirits. So yeah. when I got involved in, in 2014, it was very much a cottage industry, I would have called it. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think we've scaled to craft, and maybe even, you know, scalable craft, and then maybe even into, uh, yeah, mainstream, which is really which is really amazing. It's just great to see that people are, you know, coming around to the idea that we make amazing spirits in Australia. And now we make a whole breadth of different stuff. We make, you know, like gins that are, like, world-renowned. We make whiskies that are Mm -hmm. world-renowned. We make, you know, we're starting to make um, aperitifs. We're starting to make um, amaros. Um, You know, there's some absinthe in there. There's a whole heap of rum. There's vodkas. You know, so pretty much anything you can think of, we, we someone in Australia has, has has had a go at it. So, what about tequila? It, it, there are actually some agave, well, not tequila, obviously, but there are some agave um, products coming out there. So, yeah, a couple of a couple of people up in Queensland and and uh, one down here in Victoria are making, uh, you know, a, a, getting the agaves and crushing them up, and because um, it's actually quite. Quite good to grow agave in Australia. We've got quite the um, the temperate for it, or the, the climate for it. So yeah, and, a, and pretty, apparently
0: pretty we have a pretty distinctive terroir that comes from it. So that's something that we can see and look forward to. And I'm uh, I'm looking. I know a company called Top Shelf is going to be uh, bringing one out very very soon. So I guess we we'll look out for that. But maybe we just mm. talk about. <sighs> The rise of gin, my god! Where is it? Three thirty-eight or something? Three eighty-eight gin entries there was, this yeah, year. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, there was, uh,
4: there was yeah, three hundred eighty-eight different um, different uh, different gins in there, hmm. and they were done over a few panels. So the the idea of the judging is that um, we've got
0: ten panels. Yeah, good luck. And they, they, yeah, lots of For luck, ten, buddy.
3: <laughs> it sounds
0: like something <laughs> from the Matrix. We need gin. Lots of gin. I know, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah, there's, so there's ten panels, and they all um, they've all got their specific things. Like a one's a whiskey panel, one's a rum panel. You know, um, so they're all quite different. And we've actually had to break up um, London dry style gin. That was one. That was one panel. And yes. then we had two New World contemporary gins. So that's gins that you know you can use what you've got around you to make a, a gin that tastes like. Terroir. You, you know. Yeah, so we've got we've got a hell of a lot of like native botanical ones. So you know, mm. lemon, uh, strawberry gum, lemon mint, uh, lemon myrtle, sorry, all that sort of stuff is is going into those new world gins. So it's 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 a super exciting time. And now we've actually got a new category this year, which was called wine gin. So it's sort of um, you know it's it's it's, it's sort of um, building off the fact that we've got amazing wineries here and we've got. Amazing wine producers, and we want
0: to. Isn't that called you know, brandy? The
4: gin, the gin distillers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Really? But, so, is yeah. it
0: brandy with botanicals or B and B?
4: Well, not quite.
0: Not quite. Okay.
4: This sort of interpretation is that mm,
0: it's the it's vibe.
4: Got, it's got wine. It's got wine added, so the neutral spirit doesn't have to be um, doesn't have to be grape, <laughs> and we've got you know the flavour of wine that goes to it. So whether that's um, you know um, a grape. Juice or wine that
0: you know, that, and that mixes with the gin. So, so, so yeah. Just but, can I just ask you point blank, and please be—is mm-hmm. it valid? Is it like a sort of valid thing?
4: Um, I think um, it's. I think it's quite. Yeah, I
0: think. Uh, I think it is. I think it is. Okay, it's, it's right. really. It's it's really exciting. You know, like I think. Yeah, it's different. It's, okay, what, what and we, it's, yeah. it's. it's cool. Now, so, can I just no, pose no. the challenge? I'd love to see how you rose. Can you tell us how? you rose above the challenge about doing um, setting all these tasks for people to judge things but not being able to do it at a central location which was usually the showgrounds yeah it's
4: usually the showgrounds yeah. so it was very disappointing because so you we do? usually go to the show we usually go to the showgrounds and you know people fly in from all over the place and mm. we get to sit down and, and and taste and talk and taste and talk because it is a, a very um smallish industry at the moment and we've got you know, beautiful friends all around Australia, and they're either distillers or bartenders or you know um, uh, spirits writers and that sort of thing. So we all get together and we have a massive chinwag over a couple of days. Mm. But um, but this time we, we we had to go on um, Zoom and we had to um, yeah. So it was pretty it was pretty epic actually. You've um, missed out on yeah, something, Anya, Seb. Anya and Damien and the team and, and Brad the team. They they had to. Um, Get thirty mil, ah. thirty mil bottles. Decant, can't over four thousand products, or sorry, four thousand little little thirty mil samples, and then um, I, send them I'm, out
0: to everyone. I'm seeing Matt Stedman doing what would be have to be the thing of clutching at his pearls.
1: Uh, he's t- <laughs> four thousand little bottles. Like I just can't imagine what it must be like when you've done your first two hundred. Well, oh, only three thousand eight hundred more of these bottles to fill to go. Oh, and we didn't spill oh, yeah, much. Yeah. And,
0: and you, Look, that, how'd that, you get yeah, it we, into a thirty mil bottle, and then each one of those has to be individually labelled? And if you mess that up, you ruin Christmas altogether. Um, yeah. It's it was, incredible. How long it was, did it take you to fill those all those bottles for a start? I'm not. I'm not sure. It was. It was. A, it was a team up in Bright that,
4: that did it, and they they a couple Bright. of days. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. They were in Bright. Why because, Bright? Um,
0: if well, you would have got me to guess, I would have never guessed that in a million years. Well, I think I'm, it's I'm, crack well, bottle, I'm not going uh...
4: outside my area here, but I think it was the fact that um, regional Victoria was out of lockdown or, you know, had a, had a few uh, more limitations. Yeah. And, and in the showgrounds, it was quite locked down. So okay. um, they shipped it all there and then so get it a, all back.
0: So like a sheltered workshop of um, of bottle pourers happening yeah, around exactly. there. Oh, my so it's, God. It's, it's,
4: yeah, absolutely huge effort. So,
0: you know, 40,
4: 41 judges, and, and I actually got all the samples. So I've got um, the 760 samples, and um, it's, it's super incredible. All individually labelled. So you never know what they are. You
0: have the complete portfolio from pretty much the spirit industry in Australia. I mean, you could keep talking about a great boxed set.
4: <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah it, is, it is very good. Yeah, I've got you never, all the recordings, know. man. <laughs> the only problem is when you when you get to a when you get to a gold medalist you never know end up knowing who it is so you can no. never go and thank them in person. But um it's uh yeah, it's an it's an incredible thing and, and just to see that the actual quality of the Australian spirits industry is just sensational, you know, like there wasn't if any there was there was hardly any that um you know you didn't really want to taste. They were all of a very high standard. So were it, was, really? it was really great to see.
0: Were they so, really now, tell me, just yeah. just something. Yeah. Now, I, I first became of, aware of the molecule methyl cinemate, I think it's called, uh, which, of course, is the descriptor for strawberry gum. Um, and I've found that it is one of the most amazing smells in the world, but um, sometimes it's used a little bit too liberally and it seems to take over. Did you notice any of that specifically with the gins?
4: Um well, there's there's a lot of notes of those. Mm. Um, it's I it's, a, it's the, really the,
0: become a big Australian note of in the gins, isn't it?
4: Yeah, definitely. Strawberry gum, um, yeah. lemon myrtle, those sorts of things. Yeah, and yeah, it is a huge it is a huge flavour and absolutely delicious. I would highly recommend it. But yeah, the, the, some people do. Um, Probably use it a bit liberally, yeah. um, and when you're tasting, when you're tasting, well, thirty bins a day over three days, you, yeah. you can Whoa. probably get sick of that flavour. Yeah, it's like
0: some. <laughs> it, it, it could be like um, I don't know. It's maybe it's getting a little bit like an oriental perfume, like you know, opium, or yeah, or one of the go. Whoa, <laughs> use too much, um, but yeah, a little bit. But yeah, in... and that's what and that's what the
4: um, that's what the show's for. That's what they're judging for. You know, like yeah. we get to see a really great snapshot of the industry, and we. And we we like to you know just um, give people the feedback of maybe this is probably overdone or or not done enough.
0: Yeah, no, you do the you do the job better than I do actually, said because I was <laughs> coming around there to say this is as you have so beautifully put an incredible snapshot on um, an industry that's arrived. I think we could now yeah. say yeah.
4: Well, yeah, we hope so. We hope so. Like, there's nothing better than, and I think, you know, with with all this uh, COVID stuff, there's nothing better than going to your local place. So, you know, it's, it, instead of drinking a gin from far over, over the other side of the world or a whiskey, mm. you can you can go down to your local area and, and find a distillery close and yeah. get, walk in. And there's usually, you know, there's usually a handful of people working there just... Um, Ready to show you what they do, and it's it's great. There's no, there's
0: hardly any secrets. There's, no, there's
4: an we, exciting time, and you can meet the maker, which is very exciting.
0: Yeah, I love the fact that it is such a collegiate industry that everybody helps each other to a certain extent, and how it's emerging so beautifully. Hey, Seb, we've got a, maybe two minutes to go before we uh, we turn over to Still Here, which will be happening after one o'clock here on Three Triple R FM. I was just wondering if you'd like to share with us. In this time of lockdown, in this time of deprivation and not getting out that much, did you uh, imbibe on anything? Was there uh, uh, the top in the, uh, the top five of your cocktails at home? <laughs> top five? What? No, you can just yeah. give me one. Just What was your favourite thing to can, drink? Can
4: some straight whiskey be one because I've been enjoying that over the winter.
0: Depend- depends <laughs> what drink- straight whiskey that was. Yeah,
4: yeah, true, true. I've oh. been drinking a lot of brandy as well too. I think my nana, definitely knew best when she was when she tried to get us onto the brandy train. <laughs>
0: really, what sort of brandy have you been <laughs> yeah. drinking?
4: Just any Australian brandy is <laughs> very good. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I reckon it's great. It's just, you know if you like if you like wine, it's a, it's a really good thing to get through and and yeah, super delicious. So.
0: I'd highly recommend it. You've just reminded me of something that I'd love to recommend in that uh, down in Wonga Park in the Little Dell uh, is a place called uh, the Kelly Brothers, and they do, as well as quite a lot of vines, they make cider and parry, but they also do an amazing apple brandy. And I wonder if they even... I wonder if they put it in for competition. But it's very good. They could... They could have. There was a few um, apple brandy, so yeah. they, they definitely could have. We, we, I
4: will never know. But um,
0: all right. And they, in yeah, um, they, they in thirty seconds, get. where do we find the, the results for this competition?
4: Yeah. So the Melbourne Royal Australian Distilled Spirits Awards. Mm-hmm. The um, the awards night is on that uh, Thursday eleventh of November. So we will all find oh, out wow. then. So that's an online online presentation. So oh,
0: black tie yeah, event. Very
4: exciting. So if you jump on the Melbourne Royal um, website and look up the Australian Distilled Spirits Awards, um, that's where you'll find it. So, yeah, very exciting. There's there's about 15 trophies and a lot of distillers and a lot of happy people getting around.
0: A lot of happy people. Well, you've made us very, very happy to have you on the show. Can't wait to see you soon. And I've got to get a whole bunch of bartenders in soon and make some drinks. Hey, Matt? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> damn <love> right. <laughs> uh, and and Thank before you. and before I let you go, I've got to actually mention the fact that uh, we heard about the greatest name. Uh, this hasn't got anything to do with spirits, but the best beer name ever, Iggy Hop, from the Moffat Beach Brewing <laughs> Company. Thanks, Seb.
4: Hey, Cam, there's one for you. Just um, there's, um, if you have a daiquiri with Australian rum, it's called an Akka daiquiri. Hey! <laughs> boom.
0: Oh, thanks, buddy. All right, Seb. Thank you. Great to see
4: you guys. See you later. Thank you, later. Melbourne Royal.
0: Thank you. Uh, next week, we hope Matt Preston will be joining us yes. to the R's. Um, and word on the street mm. Karen Martini is set to release a cookbook pre Christmas. It's her magnum opus. It's going to be oh, a whopper. Awesome. It's going to be big. Uh, still here on next. i got to go. Uh, Fiona, thank you for looking after the panel. Thank you, Matt. Great to thank see you. you. Cam. Thank you, listeners. We'll be back and I'll be at the market. Bye. Hi, this is Cam Smith and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R
2: website.